The conversation continues right now, right now, right now, right now with right now. Dominique DePrima on First Things First. And I'm truly looking forward next hour to talking with Zara Balou. She is the executive director of the Council on American Islamic Relations of the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, like I said, I saw her on television dealing with a very hostile anchor um, on NBC, and, and, and she was able to deliver clear, uh, measured, and um, deeply considered information on what is going on with the Israel-Palestine uh, war. And so we'll, that's what we'll do in the third hour of the show today. Right now, though, I challenge you to call me, 800-920-1580, 800 Crazy, crazy. Did you see that um, the uh, Bobby Storm, she's a gospel singer, um, and she's nominated for a Grammy. They almost kicked her off of the Delta flight because she was singing her song, uh, her new single. She said she was doing what the Lord told her to do. She was walking up the aisle, and um, she started singing. They were going to kick her off the flight for singing to the Lord. Now that's, that's, what is this saying? The devil don't sleep. <laughs> yeah, big Phil, that's you. But um, anyway, the airline uh, apparently did issue an apology after almost kicking her off the flight for walking up and down the aisle. Um, and, you know, I mean, look, it's, it, it's a free concert for the passengers. She's going to, she's Gram, Grammy nominated. Clearly she's doing something right. But uh, she almost lost her seat on that plane. Um, anyway, she she had to stop singing, but <laughs> that's crazy to me. Who does that? Be quiet, or you get kicked off. Don't don't be singing that godly music around here. I didn't know that was against the, the rules. Good to know. Glad that uh, they did apologize. That's a good thing. <laughs> Some people would be like, I don't want to take those planes. <laughs> They're not blessed. They're the opposite of blessed, which is a word I probably shouldn't say on the radio. Fixico calling us from L.A. Good morning. Greetings, greetings, Madam President. I'm a lifelong Democrat. However, I will not vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris if they don't issue an executive order that returns the 400,000 acres of land that was turned over to 10,000 black families but was rescinded by Johnson after Lincoln's assassination. I'm 76 years old. I learned at 52 years of age that my great-grandmother was Dinah Fixico Mikasuki Seminole Oak Archie Band Win Clan, whose band during the Second Seminole War for seven years fought a running gun battle with the U.S. Army, Navy, and Marine Corps. I also learned that my great grandfather was Seminole Maroon Caesar Bruner, who remained loyal to the Union as, as his first Indian Home Guard fought in 32 battles against uh, the Confederacy. And and when the Black Seminoles returned. After the Civil War, they didn't call themselves Freedmen. They called themselves the John Brown Band and Jim Lane Band after radical white abolitionists who were freedom fighters also. I get it about the reparation bill, Senate of. Uh, 
490. However, it should also be known, finally, that after the freedmen of Oklahoma received their land allotments, only 10% has held on to that land. And of the 324 Indian reservations within the contiguous United States, some were created by treaty, an act of Congress, or an executive order. We must have land with sovereignty and special protections, just like the Indians, and it can happen overnight. And I thank you, Madam. Well, you know what? I mean, you said a lot of things in a short time. I felt like I was listening to a stump speech. Are you running for office, Brother Fixico, the official, unofficial historian of KBLA Talk 15? Because I felt like that was a stump speech. But it sounds like, for those less familiar with all of the history that you just ran down there, that... You are saying reparations, specifically for black Seminoles, but reparations overall is a deal breaker for you in the 2024 election. Yes, the returning what was given to us and taken back for black people to hold in common and 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 all those who were on the census that identified as black or mixed race black are eligible. It can be you can have access based on a lottery system. All our brilliant scholars in every area of human endeavor okay, so could accumulate there. So let me ask you a question then, Fixico. And, th- and this is a question for our entire KBLA delegation. If any candidate in the 2024 presidential election, but specifically I'm talking Biden or Trump, because they're probably going to have a rematch, even though nobody wants that rematch. It's it's the fight no one wants to see, but it seems to be inevitable at this point. Um, if either one of them promised to provide reparations for black Seminoles, reparations for black Americans, would yes. you would that sway you? In other words, in your case, if Trump says, hey, Fixico, if I am elected aside from, you know, ending birthright citizenship, which is something he said last week. I will also grant reparations for the descendants of enslaved Africans or freedmen or DOBAs or FBAs or, you know, uh, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Black Americans. Would that, would, would that yeah. be enough to make you vote for he who shall not be named? Well, you know what? You're, you're being honest. You're awesome. And, and being per, uh, perfectly honest, uh, I couldn't vote for them on moral reasons. But I would say, well, you know, that's good. But no, I can't vote for you even if you're willing to promise because your promise is a lie. Every word that comes out of your mouth is a lie. And any type of system that you would provide would be totally perverted and it wouldn't be fair and just. <laughs> no, I would not vote for they I mean, it, but if they could promise that. You know, it's funny because... I mean, it's tempting because it's such, it would be such a game changer. I mean, but your point is the, is the point that holds me back because this is a guy, when you talk about the, he who shall not be named, the 45th president who doesn't pay his contractors, you know, rips people <laughs> off right and left, abandons the Rudy Giuliani's of the world when they're, you know, at their lowest point, broke as, you know, broke as they can be and dripping hair dye. I mean, it's just, it, it seems like um, he's not trustworthy. 
And, exactly. and and honestly, for all of the harm and damage that he does, if he was, if there was some kind of ironclad way of providing the trillions of dollars that black people are due, I would consider it. But I just don't trust him. You consider voting for Trump? I know that sounds crazy. Look, but think about it. If if each person in each each, each person black person in this country got a million dollars. Think about how that would change everything, including local political races, including uh, statewide political races, including our businesses. I, I don't know. I, the problem on that one is, <laughs> Madam President, if each, oh boy, you you having your way with me this morning. I told you I was on, on one that, today, and you called anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I caught you. I, I caught it, you and Sahara Ali, oh my goodness. No, well, I'll tell you on that, if, even if they gave it to of blacks that million dollars. What I'm saying is there's a history of us not being prepared and turning that over to other uh, uh, dominant cultures that you know, it passes through us. This money should be sacred. At least we'd have fun wasting it. I mean, look, I hate that argument. Don't give it to us because we're not prepared. Give it to us. Let us squander it. If you look at the if you look at the outcomes of these universal basic income proposals, poor people get money and they don't nest, they don't squander it. They get a car. They get clothes for a better job. They get um, they get enrichment classes for their children, just like middle class and rich children get. I mean, that's what the universal basic income studies show. And so why would reparations be any different? But even if it is, that's our money to waste. I look at it like the homeless situation. That shows that America is a socioeconomic crime scene. I don't uh, call them uh, homeless uh, or houseless. I call them refugees of America's crime scene of socioeconomic uh, um, this, this tragedy. And so, no, I, I have to say we have to have a place where we can go and gather together with sovereignty to make judgments and decisions. All right. And to those people who are wasting it, they're not, uh, you know, we have to say this money is sacred. We didn't come over in the middle passage with chains and on our legs and what's For on nothing. our back. Got to leave it there. Fixico, thank you. News, traffic, and sports. Then call me, KBLA Talk 1580. A safe place to go loud, loud. A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate meets a scholarly match. And I'm um, uh, so pleased to announce that the 43rd mayor of the city of Los Angeles is on the phone. Mayor Karen Bass, good morning. Good morning, good morning. How are you doing, Dominique? Good, good. Um, I was actually stuck on the freeway for a long time yesterday. Uh, I know you must be incredibly (laughs) swamped right now, and I appreciate you checking in with the KBLA (laughs) delegation. Yeah, so it's indefinitely what we're hearing, that the 10 freeway to be down? Well, yes, um, that is the case. Although we should have a definition to indefinitely <laughs> in the next couple of days. And basically what we're looking at is, is the freeway repairable or does it have to be replaced? Big, big, big issues. And for those 
of your listeners that remember 1994, after the earthquake, we all went through that, and it was determined pretty quickly that the freeway had to come down. And they worked 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And if that's the case, that's what's going to happen here. Uh, what I'm, I'm glad to say that everybody is on board. The White House is on board. Secretary Buttigieg called Saturday afternoon to tell me anything we needed. Governor Newsom declared a state of emergency to open up the federal spigot. Uh, he came down yesterday. He's coming back down today. Uh, the county, the city, everybody is in sync and are going to do everything we can because we can't function without our freeways. Yeah, the 10 freeways just connects to everything. And I, LA Times said 300,000 people a day. Do we have any more updates about what might have happened? Well, one thing that we know, um, and that this was, was news to me, you know how you drive by freeways, especially in the downtown area, and you see lots of storage underneath, you yeah. see lots of stuff, cars, other things. So it turns out that Caltrans, and by the way, freeways are governed by the state. So uh, Caltrans leases out the property underneath the freeways. It turns out that Caltrans has been in a, in a dispute with this particular business owner for a long time. And in fact, they're going to court in January. This owner had stacked wood really, really high, wooden pellets, and that caught fire. There's also cars under there. There was a big fruit truck with thousands of oranges. I mean, just all kinds of stuff underneath the uh, the freeway. The origin of the fire, we should be able to get an answer to that uh, in the next few days. The investigation has been complete. Now they're going to analyze it, and hopefully in the next couple of days, they'll tell us the origin of the fire. I want to tell your listeners that right away, there's so much suspicion that an unhoused right. encampment caused this fire. At this point in time, there is no evidence of that. There is a large, or there was, a large encampment across the street. There was also another encampment that was closer to the freeway. But our fire chief at this point in time has told me there is no reason to believe that there is a connection. Now, again, We'll find out the results uh, later this week, but it would be very important for people not to rush to judgment. And then um, are we doing any, you know, anything to make people more likely to let folks work from home? I feel like we learned during oh, yeah. the lockdown yeah. that we can do that. Yes, I made announcements yesterday and today. If you have the type of job where you could work from home, please telecommute. And you are absolutely right. We all learned. We didn't, didn't know we could do it, but we all learned that we could actually work from home. So we are asking people, if you have that option, please stay home and telecommute. And as far as um, alternate routes, I mean, anything except the freeway is, is ideal, I guess. Well, no, 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 no. Actually, we're asking people, well, first of all, your Waze, your Google Maps, all of those travel apps, uh, pay attention to those. Those, as, as we get information, they've uh, been uploaded right away. So those maps should be accurate. But we actually are trying to tell people to stay on freeways ah, to okay. follow the route. Uh, because our our streets can't handle 300,000, you know, yeah, people. Yeah. Our streets would be parking lots. The other thing is, is that there is metro, there is public transportation. So they're increasing the frequency of trains and increasing the frequency of buses. 
So you can uh, go to 511 and learn about Metro. You can go to emergency.lacity.gov to learn about, uh, you know, any information on the city. So stay home, uh, ride Metro, telecommute, um, stay on the freeway. Mm. But this is a time, this is a time for all of us to stay together. We came together during the hurricane. That lasted, fortunately, a couple of days. This is going to be a lot longer, but we are going to need all Angelinos to cooperate. That's why we sent out an emergency text message last night. We've been on next door. We're trying every avenue possible. That's why it's so important that you reached out, Dominique. Always want to make sure that the KBLA audience is up to speed. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I didn't, my ways was didn't have the info, but I did get that oh, text alert, and that was a lifesaver. Oh. So I'm so glad I signed oh, up for those good. text alerts a long time ago. Good. Yeah, yeah, that was good. a lifesaver. Good. Mayor Karen Bass, I appreciate you um, stopping by. Anything else you want to make sure we know before you go on about uh, dealing with this emergency? No, just Angelinos. Let's stick together. Sometimes traffic makes us mad. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. Stay, stay home. home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Stay home. Mary, Mary Karen Bass, thank you so much. Godspeed. All right. Thank you. That is uh, a live update from the mayor of the city of Los Angeles about this massive emergency. We were joking about it earlier, but this is going to be a long haul. And the 10 freeway is a vital artery in our local transportation hub, f- intersecting with so many different Uh, major roadways, um, and key piece of information that the mayor shared, which I didn't realize, which is if you are going to travel, they do want you to stay on the freeways. Don't take the side streets like I did last night, Uh, you know, when I got frustrated with the freeway because our neighborhoods will turn into parking lots. It makes sense. So if you are going to go, just plan a lot of extra time or get on the metro. Um, You know, do whatever you got to do to, you know, get from point A to point B without clogging up the freeway. But if you have to go, take the freeway. That's information I did not know. Emergency.lacity.gov. The mayor is suggesting we go there for updates and information and to sign up for those alerts. Uh, I'm pretty sure I signed up for mine through 311, my app, 311. Uh, I get earthquake alerts and and emergency alerts from the city, and they're very, very helpful. Um, When you don't know what's going on or maybe you're not paying attention, they'll send you a text message and you know know, what's going on as far as any kind of uh, major, major interruptions. This 10 freeway interruption, holiday traffic is always challenging. It's going to be a real tough time for moving around. Uh, that said, uh, I do think, as as we discuss with the mayor here, uh, the lessons that we learned during the lockdown are going to come in handy. The workarounds that we developed, whether it is doing a Zoom meeting, if you have a meeting planned in the next couple months, the mayor said we'll have a definition of indefinitely soon. But if you think about it, if the damage is significant enough to where that freeway has to be torn down and rebuilt, we're talking about some months here. So if you have Zoom, if you have an in-person meeting planned, it might have to become a Zoom meeting. All the things we did during the lockdown apply right now. And that's going to mean certain performances, certain regular gatherings have to be changed. And or 
we are going to have to learn to rely more and more on our public transportation. Um, and, and I think as the mayor said, <laughs> get our tempers in check. I was pretty grumpy yesterday um, in what was pretty much traffic at a standstill uh, for quite some time. Not, I wasn't expecting to spend hours on the road, um, but I did what she said don't do, which is got off the freeway and take the streets. That means if that's not indicated, because that's going to be a giant traffic jam, that means what we're going to need to do is plan our trips really carefully. If we must go, can we take public transportation? What is the best time to travel? You might have to get there really, really early, really, really late outside of commute hours and hang out at your destination for a couple hours. This is um, more than the average freeway closure. And it sounds like we are going to have to hunker down, get in our earthquake lockdown, public emergency mindset where we help each other, practice deep breathing, and make the best of what looks to be a pretty serious um, interruption of our daily lives and routines. I'm Dominique DePrima, and you're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Your ancestors' favorite radio station, radio station, and your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique DePrima right now. Right now. To be honest, even though it's not something I'm looking forward to, this I I do feel like we as uh, Southern Californians, Californians, are well versed in emergency management, whether it's managing our mental um, state or managing the workarounds that we will have to do to deal with this over the holiday season and however long it continues. I couldn't think of a better place to be other than maybe Senegal uh, to be around folks that know how to navigate uh, extreme conditions in whether it be civil unrest, whether it be earthquakes, fires, uh, lockdowns. It's time to put on our we-know-how-to-deal-with-this hats. Let's go to Jamal calling us from L.A. Hi, Jamal. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me clearly? I do. Yes. Um, I think you should have you have uh, Flexico, uh, if I get his name right, have him on to be a guest because he takes up too much time, and God bless him. Okay, once again, uh, my name is Jamal, and I'm here to say that um, – uh, I think are we overlooking something here between Syria, uh, Israel, and uh, what's going on with the United States uh, attacking Syria? Also, I'm going to say that uh, uh, learning Spanish as, as uh, should be uh, input into the schools, and everybody needs to learn Spanish. I also want to say that the lecture college we need to do continue to do something about that. Uh, the gambling thing, it continues to be infused into sports. They're no longer sports commentators, they're gambling commentators. Uh, and this is going to affect our children, you know, and it just goes on. And I say a no vote for Biden is a vote for he who shall not be named. So you're telling That's me I got to vote for Joe again? Is that what you're telling me, Jamal? Um, I'm not telling you anything. I'm just expressing <laughs> myself, okay? 
<laughs> well, you're doing it pretty effectively, I must say. Are you a teacher well, or something? <laughs> well, well I'm, you know, I used to be a teacher. I'm retired now. Yeah. Okay, congrats on but, that. Um, so let me, let me yes. circle back to something else you said. You were talking about uh, the U.S. bombing Syria. Uh, yes. The U.S. And, and we're saying that these are um, reactions to attacks on U.S. troops. By the way, happy Veterans yes. Day, if I didn't say it. Um, and that it's meant to send a message to Iran to stop intervening in the Middle East, uh, particularly when it comes to um, Hamas and that conflict. What do you think we're missing? You're saying we're missing something. Yeah, we're missing something. There's a historical significance to all of these things that are happening right now. Are we missing something bigger that's going to happen between you got uh, the people in uh, over there in Israel, the Palestinians, they're being killed. It's it's a slaughter. It's 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 illegal. Yeah. It's just too much. Look at the historical before this event happened. How many people were being? How many casualties took place over there in in uh, Palestine even before that happened? It's been hundreds of thousands of people. There's no talk about it. This this has historical significance. Israel is not going to be the bomb bombing people out into submission. They're creating another generation of fighters to come back. That's exactly what's going to happen. Okay, um, that's the way I see it. Going into uh, I mean, I don't know how that can not be true. If if somebody, you know, regardless of what their justification or their uh, reasons for doing so are, if somebody's constantly bombing you, bombing your schools, your hospitals, yep. how do you not? How do you not become, you know, angry? How do you not become? Uh, entrenched in in a mission to you know oppose them. I don't know any human being that can do that. No, it can't be done. Also, I know I'm not going to be on here for long, but the I-10, that particular area, of the I-10 has been neglected. DWP, that's been a fire hazard for years. Why wasn't it not? I, I don't know all the inner workings. What type of fire prevention things were uh, instruments were there to, in order to not make that happen? Yeah, I mean, been, you know, it, 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 it's, I mean, you heard the governors. Anybody who walks through, they can see it. You, you heard the down. governor say that he was familiar with that stretch of the 10. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that speaks to your point. He knew there was a problem there. He said that they'd been having a problem with that particular uh, owner that said, you know, I don't, I don't know the answer to what you're saying. What measures are put in place to make sure that our freeways don't, um, become incinerated. I don't. I don't know the answer to that. What I'm going to get in is about voting rights. How can we settle to have our voting rights? They have to be renewed every 25 years. Okay, Why you know what? Hold that thought, Jamal. I'll hold that thought. You're, you've got a lot on your on your list, and uh, we can uh, we can talk about it. That's what we're here for. Eight hundred nine two zero fifteen eighty KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. The station you turn to when you've had it up to here with cultural incompetence. KBLA Talk 1580. Some people... At KBLA Talk 1580, we do more than just talk. You got a big mouth. Hello, Joe, you're up. Welcome. We're unapologetically progressive, and we don't black down. 
Well, and Jamal, I was talking to Fixico for a minute because, um, you know, sometimes you get into a more extended conversation just like you and I are right now when you come with a lot to talk about like you have a couple minutes before the top of the hour here. And I'm really looking forward to the conversation with the executive director of the Council on American Islamic Relations in the San Francisco Bay Area, Zara Baloo. You brought up voting rights. And I think the reason they claim that we um, have moved away from voter protections, uh, um, you know, and and a legislative thing is because we've moved beyond the need for that. Clearly, that's not true. Well, am I I still on the air? Yeah, waiting for your answer right now. Okay. Handing you the mic. Well, (laughs) I think something needs to be done. I really do. And, um, oh, my God, I feel like a celebrity. You didn't have me on for so long. You are a celebrity, Jamal. <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't feel like celebrity. I'm just a concerned black man. You know, that's mm. who I am, really. I also uh, want to make my shout out. I still work with Narcotics Anonymous. I'm involved with Narcotics Anonymous, and there's a lot of young people coming in, and I'm so proud of them. They're coming in to change their lives, and it's a good thing. I have celebrated recently 27 years of being clean and serene. Wow. So Congratulations. 27 years of sobriety. Yes. Yes, and um, I am 72, and believe me, when I was a young person, I didn't think I was going to be 27. Wow. And I've been a lot. And See, I, I mean, really anyone so who can stay sober for 27 years is definitely a celebrity in my book. That's right. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, Dominic. You're doing a wonderful, wonderful job. I am an avid listener of so many programs on KBL. I thank God for Tyler Smiley. I really do. Mm. She's doing a great job. I got one more question, and I hope somebody can get the information back to me. Uh, Julian Civil Rights, uh, one of the representatives, is on being interviewed by Tavis. I've, I've gone back. I still have not been able to find that uh, interview with, with that young lady. Okay, stay on I'm hold. Stay, get... stay with me. Don't hang up. I've got news, traffic, and sports right now, but we'll figure that one out for you. We love, love, love you to get the podcast. They're free wherever you get your podcast on our app or on our website. It's KBLA Talk 1580.